1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks.
0: That's all we need.
1: We've got all the experience in the world.
2: Welcome in another edition of the Flex podcast, the holiday slash championship week edition uh, of the podcast. We're excited to be with you. It means you're playing for heavy stakes or maybe just looking to play spoiler. Maybe you've got a league toilet bowl where you can get your entry fee back. Whatever the case may be, however you're listening, thanks for spending a few minutes with us here during your holidays, travels uh, on the highways and byways of life. Mike Harmon alongside Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, contributor, our our compatriot here uh, on the Flex podcast. Find him on Twitter, at Ryan Bershinger. Uh, he's doing nothing but sending flowers to the Dodgers for their offseason work, but he's already got his eye on October. It's really a uh, fickle hand of fate, and, you know, he got what he wanted for Christmas. Now it's what happens in the new year. How you doing, Bersh? Oh,
3: great. Just, just yeah, it's been uh it's been wonderful <laughs> it's uh, uh very excited never been more excited for a baseball season but it it is still 2023 so i still have to sit on my hands for for just a bit uh hopefully some some fantasy winnings come my way i'm not in any uh championship games per se you and i are in the final four of our guillotine uh, yeah mine's, fa- mine's
2: fading miserably yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I, I yeah. got nothing out of my squad in in week two of the playoffs, but the guillotine leagues. While we're at it, bursts, you know for mm-hmm. folks because uh, we are evangelists for this style of league mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, it gets you through the final week of the season. Uh, we always try to figure out ways to use that pesky week 18 yep. but also just the idea of you know the guillotine league survive in advance and glom on to superstars as they become available to where you get you know the paralysis by analysis because now you're dealing with all superstars all the time there is no obvious benching uh, and it becomes that much more maddening
3: yeah and we'll uh, definitely next week this will be a very interesting conversation to have looking at week 18 especially this is the one scenario where I I like playing in week 18. Typically, I I would stay away from playing fantasy leagues that go until week 18. But when you have this cumulative over the last four weeks, then it's totally fine to include that week 18 because it also adds an extra element of a a bit of a wild card in that last week when you have this uh, accumulation of those, those three weeks prior where suddenly, like, you could be down by 50 going into the last week, but let's say, I don't know, Mike Lingard, uh, <laughs> like, that his, uh, you know, he's got Christian McCaffrey and CeeDee Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown, and, and what if some of these guys, you come into the game thinking they're going to start, and then maybe they only play the first drive. Yeah. It could get really interesting, and uh, some uh, it, would, it would hopefully, for somebody like me who is uh, 50 points behind Mike, but in second place so in that striking distance uh, hopefully things can can fall our way and uh, we get uh, get some wild results there in that last week
2: well like even though it was we saw last week you know i'm playing for a title in one of the industry leagues that i'm in to kind of bridge these things together and you see how quickly it changes right if you mm-hmm. had Amari cooper starting Boom. I saw a guy who had a roster with Amari Cooper, Amon Ra, St. Brown. I forget who the third wide receiver was, but it was essentially 95 points out of three guys. Oof before any of his other players had even touched a field. <laughs> you know, one, one of those kind of circumstances whereby you're like, all right, you ain't winning that matchup, uh, and you move on. I ended up surviving in, in a league by 1.6 points.
3: There we go. All
2: right. 1.6 points. Nice. I, I thought I was done. I thought I was finished. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't think I was going to get over the hump. Uh, but I, I just, uh, just enough to get over. So we'll play for some title games. And, you know, I'd be remiss, you know, as we look at ahead at week 17 in Ernest Bursch, you know, we, we've lamented a lot the quarterback position and all the the different starters, right? Hall is now going to make a start for the, the Vikings, yeah. and we'll get to him in a minute. But we're talking 58, 59 guys. The fact that we have a week 17 matchup that features Tua Tonga-Vailoa versus Lamar Jackson, I, was, uh, I did my radio spot that, I, that I've been doing for years in Baltimore, and I said, I, I feel like we all need to give up an offering to the fantasy gods mm-hmm. that those two guys are still healthy and playing in Week 17. Because if you were to put a, a short list of guys based on track record of where you'd be looking at the second options and trying to figure out who was making the most of Tyreek Hill or – mark andrews now uh, isaiah likely or you know zay flowers or whatever in in miami and baltimore respectively i think we've all would have expected somewhere along the line you would have had to you know find some other options yet here we are week 17 huge game for so many reasons
3: Uh, Yes, and I'm sure we're going to be mentioning many pieces of that game across the board today because, uh, like you're saying, yeah, this is a game that's probably going to be rather physical and rather intense, and the matchup is terrible for Miami from a fantasy perspective like tua is not really a qb1 this week simply because of the matchup and that's scary um and you're probably not in a championship game with tua as your quarterback but let's let's say that you are uh there are some options that and especially there's some deeper plays where you're like scratching your head going man do I really want to play Gardner Minshew over Tua? Like, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: probably. Yeah. But but the reality is that's where we're at.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: At the quarterback position, some of your usual suspects aren't there. Uh, and just coming out of that game, historically, it's the, all right, the after effect of playing the 49ers. Well, the 49ers were on the re- receiving end of the bludgeoning mm-hmm. last week, so I don't know. Think that carries over uh, for Baltimore, but let's get discussing. Let's get into the top fives, uh, and obviously call me on my my ish uh, as you need to as we go through. Mike Armin, Ryan Bershinger, with you, the Eye Watcher
1: Flex Podcast.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: Do you love Selena?
2: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano.
2: to start listening. All right, let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, quick and dirty, five guys. Jalen Hurts going up against Arizona, six most fantasy points. against. Look, passing games got its issues. We're, we're well recognized that they've been on national uh, TV time and time again, so we all recognize that. But, you know, inside the, the five, DeAndre Swift seems to have an invisible barrier most of the time uh, to getting to the end zone, which means Jalen Hurts comes in and cleans it up. I think I, I saw the stat. He's got 15 rushing touchdowns, a total of 39 rushing yards on those plays. That's all it takes. Uh, Lamar Jackson going against Miami. Middling defense against fantasy quarterbacks. This is one where I think a couple of plays with his legs, maybe a touchdown run, put him over. But the over-under for this game is sitting at a robust 47, one of the highest for this week's slate. So we hang a star on it there. Dak going up against Detroit, seventh most fantasy points allowed uh, at nearly 20 per. Uh, We know C.D. Lamb. We know the usual suspects. uh, And this is a home game, so that means Brandon Cooks, who we saw last week. We saw him. That maybe he shows up at home as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Brock Purdy in the four spot, saying the Stinger won't keep him out. This is where I would normally do my sting from wrestling fame scream or sting from the police synchronicity too but it's the holidays. I've been talking a lot, which means my throat ain't about to get there. Uh, But Washington tied for the worst mark against quarterbacks this year, giving up 21 fantasy points per game. And then finally, a little bit of a price shot. We're going to go Matthew Stafford going up against the New York football Giants. Still meaningful football to be played for the Rams. Kyron Williams as a runner receiver has been fantastic. And obviously Cooper Cup finally full and back to form alongside Nakua. There's some good things happening there with the Rams. An opportunity here on the road against the Giants
3: yeah all uh, all excellent plays I would fully anticipate Brock Purdy to uh, to return to form this week and uh, I again as we had mentioned like they're you're probably not in a championship game if you started Brock Purdy because no. of how, how poorly uh, uh last <laughs> week went for tip
2: you tip ball drill did not go your way
3: <laughs> no no not at all uh but if you're looking at daily fantasy shots if you're looking to have some fun in your third or fifth place game or what have you uh, Purdy is a fantastic play because that commander's defense um, just kind of sits down on the field and and just watches people they blew this gigantic lead to the Jets <laughs> like it's and that that's you know that was Trevor Simeon so uh, yeah that's <laughs> Brock Purdy uh, excellent play and all, all your Niners really excellent plays this week
2: yeah I think we, we get back into good graces that was a game that just went sideways fast uh, and there was no recovering all right from the running back position to that end let's start with McKenzie. Caffrey. Normally, we pencil them out. Uh, this week, we'll uh, we'll just play it straight with our top five. Uh, fifth most fantasy points allowed to running backs uh, through the air opportunity. No question about it. Washington gives up the tenth most um, receptions per game to running backs across the league. And look, in PPR leagues, we're looking to find gold wherever we can. Uh, James Cook going up against New England. Uh, as good as the defense is, right? They're a middle middle of the road against running backs but they've allowed 83 receptions he wasn't involved in the passing game a week ago i expect that to get rectified kyron williams the aforementioned going up against the giants they've given up the eighth most fantasy points per game uh to opposing running backs kyron williams on the short list of fantasy uh mvp candidates uh since we spent so much hot air uh talking about the other uh rashad white you know my uh infatuation with him going up against New Orleans. A little bit of a counterintuitive play here. He's been active in the passing game, so I expect to see some some work there. Saints, for all of their effectiveness, 10th best against running backs for the year. They've given up the third most receptions, so look for him to get involved uh, and to make some plays. And finally, a guy I don't know that we've had him in the, as a top five play this year, Bursh, but Jameer Gibbs going up against Dallas. Back-to-back third place finishes. He's got six games with at least 20 fantasy points in his last nine starts
3: yeah i am seeing a lot of jameer gibbs on championship rosters uh they, he's did he's, you
2: see the Matt, Matt mccaffrey stat not to interrupt no but, no go for hold, it 58 <laughs> <58%, laughs> 58 Uh course.
3: unbelievable uh this and that's that warrants a larger conversation of just the fact that like most years i feel like the draft is obviously the draft is always super important and indicative for your success But I never feel like I absolutely need the number one overall pick going into the draft every year because I feel confident in my drafting abilities. And, you know, if you're later in the first round, you get a higher second round pick and you could have two basically first rounders there. But uh, this was a year where you desperately wanted that number one overall pick. And, And it really showed the absolute importance of having that number one overall pick because if you're able to get somebody who... Uh, everyone's confident is uh, going to to lead uh, people to fantasy stardom, and, and sure enough, he does. Uh, Christian McCaffrey I know uh, prior to the season I was saying if I had the one I would have taken Justin Jefferson which looked good for a little bit um, there were people too. remember there was a late surge uh, draft season where Jamar Chase was going number one in a lot of drafts yeah. and that's that's pretty wild to think about now but yeah uh, I mean because I, I pulled up the rushing leaders because I wanted to mention how you know James Cook surprisingly and it doesn't feel like it I know he's had some really strong games the last few weeks but he's he's one of four running backs in the league with over a thousand rushing yards this season yeah uh which is you know Raheem mostert is is fourth Kyron Williams of course is second and that's with him missing you know four or five games uh and then Christian McCaffrey's blowing everyone away <laughs> he's at 1395 Kyron's in second at 1057 uh it, it's it, it's just astonishing what uh, Christian McCaffrey has done this year it 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 it, it uh, just shows the significance of having that number one overall pick and it's it's gonna make people want to have that number one overall pick even more next season
2: well i feel good because i argued uh up and down for mccaffrey yes hated myself for it uh in that best ball league where i got him uh i am three points off the third place where i've been playing without a tight end or kicker because of injuries and ineffectiveness for the better part of two months. All right. Uh, Wide receiver, top five uh, as we roll through. Uh, C.D. Lamb going up against Detroit. We've talked about uh, the susceptibility of that defense uh, in the passing game to give up big plays. Dak at home, big spot. A.J. Brown going up against Arizona. Middle of the road against back. Um, But you saw that connection second half with A.J. Brown in week 16. Expect more of the same debo samuel versus washington second most fantasy points allowed We're beaten up on the commanders as well we should as they ride out the string and all the inner turmoil uh and working start getting exposed once again uh as people wonder what happens will we see the chiefs bring back uh the enemy how about that Crazy, right? Uh Amon Ra St. Brown. That's a story for another day. Going up against Dallas. Six best against wideouts, but you can't stop the short intermediate routes, the PPR opportunity for Amon Ra St. Brown. So we get him into the mix as our number four. And then my number five, I mean, it, it's it's a there's three guys that i had on the list you talk about jefferson who was the number one overall pick uh to some degree there's no jair alexander he was sent home for trying to be the captain uh so one of the members of that secondary the beleaguered green bay secondary out or you got tyreek hill his tag team partner not going to play against Baltimore. Uh, but I go with option C. Rasheed Rice going up against Cincinnati. Ninth most fantasy points allowed per game. I don't have full faith in the Chiefs offense and who can. We'll talk about them uh, a little bit more here as we go, Bursch. But uh, there's my five. Uh, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and of course Rasheed Rice.
3: That uh, that Jair Alexander story is just so—it's
2: crazy. So what funny. the hell else was going on behind the <laughs> what, scenes? Is on. what I want to know. Yeah. I mean, you're a Packers uh,
3: guy. I mean, you see that story, and then you see him smiling and talking about it like, "Yeah, I just went out there." Yeah, I was. I I saw this. I saw the suspension. I saw the story, and I, I the whole time I'm just like, "Is this?" is this as stupid as it seems like kind
0: of is like it's just
3: just, what's going on here what what caused this to happen um anyway uh yeah but that but the the interesting point there about jefferson is like you hear that and you and you can upgrade justin jefferson and then suddenly jaron hall is gonna throw him (laughs) the ball and you're like yeah dang it all right well um i mean jefferson obviously is still is is still a great play and if you're in the championship game you're playing justin jefferson but sure. i would have absolutely felt better it had nick mullins uh, give, right. <laughs> been given it another go this week because last week it was just just run back and, and just throw it far nick and sure there were a couple interceptions there but there was also a whole lot of yards <laughs> so uh i don't know i, I don't know what jaron hall exactly is going to bring to the table hopefully
2: tomorrow. more of the yeah. same yeah because <laughs> we've got a ninja that we need to uh go shopping for here in a little yes. bit but uh because that is that's the other thing is not only you change out the quarterback mm-hmm. that receiving core looks a hell of a lot different yep. for week 17 than it did for week 16 they're just going and, and applying bandages where they can
3: oh absolutely so uh yeah let's let's uh let's get to those hot plays cold sores and ninjas on the other side shall we Shall we? Yeah, we continue.
2: I want you flex. At Ryan Bershinger, check out the Swing Shift podcast as well. We've got so much more planned for 2024. Bersh uh, and I are going to scream ourselves hoarse. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We'll be back with those hot plays, cold sores, and ninjas, and not to
1: mention a couple of streaming Ds as we continue week 17. I want you flex.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com with Amex.
4: Do you love Selena?
0: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
2: start listening. We continue. I want your Flex Championship Week Edition. Hopefully you're having a wonderful holiday, holiday, holiday experience. Maybe Santa uh, gives you the late gift of a championship and the winnings uh, that come with it. If nothing else, the bragging rights that you hold over friend and family for the rest of the year. Mike Harmon, Ryan Bershinger with you here. We've already done the top fives burst, so let's get into it. The hot plays, cold sores, and ninjas for Week 17 heading into your streaming defenses to try to bring it on home. The hot plays plays for the week we start with baker mayfield he's on everybody's lips as we try to figure out quarterback uh rotations for 2024 give him a long-term deal suddenly everybody loves him it's something we've been talking about on the podcast for a long time even with uh some of the struggles sometimes disappearing from uh rashad white who's become a fantasy darling here of late in the past game and mike evans has been fantastic uh we know the battles that he has with the new orleans secondary so let's see if we get a little bit more of that but maybe some Baker magic trying to win a division and get to the playoffs outright. Uh, as we record this on Thursday, everything's trending for C.J. Stroud to get back onto the field, which means we get excited about the potential of that offense going up against the Tennessee defense. So we put a pin in it. And that's a daily fantasy play, right? Little risk, little, you know, high reward kind of situation for fantasy titles. I might still back off a little bit unless I'm looking at the matchup and it's projecting really bad things because of my quarterback position then maybe i roll the roll the dice there but we put him out uh here just because he is trending towards playing and that means um make some of these other fantasy options viable as well austin eckler haven't been able to go and roll his name up too often here going up against denver denver has given up 113 receptions to running backs this year uh chargers you know, they are still playing with pride. And for Eckler in particular, if you listen to the home broadcast, our guys, 98-7 here in Los Angeles, where we broadcast from uh, Matt Money, Smith, Daniel Jeremiah, they did a lot of talking about Eckler's contract incentives uh, and every effort that will be made to help him hit those and certainly his own effort and intestinal fortitude. Uh, here's one with a little bit of a question mark to it, because this would go well. It could go terribly. Saquon Barkley going up against the Rams. In his last five games, he's got three top ten games, and he's got two games outside of the top 40 going up against the Rams second best against running backs but it is a home date possible sloppy track all of those things come together uh, wide receiver circle back to Nico Collins with that uh, potential reinsertion of CJ Stroud you know they're becoming one of the dynamic duos guys we've talked about my uh, investment in Nico Collins before the year uh, paying off nicely in the best ball league and others uh, Cooper Cup we've talked about him a bit no need to belabor the point here and then finally uh, guy from your squad burst that we, we've kind of uh, – well, we've dragged him uh, much of the year because ineffectiveness and uh, in- unavailability. And that's Aaron Jones going up against Minnesota. Uh, opportunity here maybe to build uh, on a nice Week 16.
3: Uh, yes I, I i like the aaron jones play there uh, he just had a great week against the panthers and that that offense is moving well when he's running the ball well so uh definitely a great play with jones i think i like saquon a lot this week i know the, there are people who are scared because the rams have been especially stout to running backs over the last few weeks but as you're pointing out when it's with Saquon, it's either a really poor performance or an excellent one. And he's coming off of that great performance against the Eagles, which is uh, not an easy team to have a great performance against uh, on on the ground. Also with Terod Taylor back at quarterback, uh, I, I feel like there's there's a little bit more of a reliance there with, with working with Saquon, uh, both in the run game and in the passing game. So I, I like Saquon a lot this week, and I'm I'm definitely hoping that he comes through.
2: I think uh, for daily fantasy purposes, you'll get him at a little bit of a discount based Mm -hmm. on the algorithms, so something to look for as you go through. Uh, Cold source for the week. We talked about going big game hunting, and we do it at the quarterback position. You referenced it very early on as we were talking about Tua versus Lamar, that he'd be outside of your top 12 sure as hell is for me. Third best going up against quarterbacks. Jalen Waddell with the high ankle sprain. uh, Unlikely to go. Doesn't mean we don't have a potential ninja to throw up on the radar Mm -hmm. for your daily plays and maybe the long shot WR3 category. But for Tua, uh, it's a no-fly zone. Based on what Baltimore was able to do, getting after Purdy against a really good offensive line a week ago. I know we we saw Williams leave that game after a while, but the damage had been done. Going against Miami with all the injuries, injuries they've had the uh, look Chu is going to be practicing that little uh cart roll thing that he's been doing to learn to stay out of harm's way he's gonna have to exercise that a lot against that baltimore front how about patrick mahomes i'm not trusting him championship week and that's tough to say right through 16 weeks you've probably had the highs lows maybe you've benched him once or twice along the way he's got one top 10 finish burst in his last seven games
3: Jeez. Ugh.
2: One in his last, and look, and I, it, would it shock me if he went out and put up a 35-point performance? No. I did have Rasheed Rice as a top five, and we know hmm. Kelsey, even with the drops and issues, is still you know a top seven tight end at worst. But hmm. uh, opportunity here um, to be seeking a second option. And think about it, winning a fantasy title with Mahomes on your bench. Oddness uh in 2023. Kenneth Walker the third going up against Pittsburgh. I like uh Walker the third. You know he's still probably going to be at the back end of your RB twos, but a little difficult sledding here going up against Pittsburgh. Team that still has, you know, their hopes towards some kind of chaos in all of this, especially the old Mike Tomlin record thing. DeAndre Swift, why? Because he doesn't get any calls inside the red zone. He did get that elusive touchdown in week sixteen. Finished 14th amongst running backs. 28th or worse in the four weeks before that. Can't do it. Can't get on board it. Stephon Diggs going up against New England. Again, a guy that you're going to be reticent to sit. He's got one top 40 performance in the last six weeks.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: Right? And Gabe Davis, same thing. Say, oh, there he was. He popped up. Uh, I can't do it again. Uh, And DeAndre Hopkins, that monster game that he had where he was top five, seems like so, so long ago. Uh, Last matchup against Houston, two catches uh, out of nine targets for 21 yards. Nope. Back-to-back bad weeks. We thought there was some feel-good going on there. No chance.
3: Yeah, I was actually, like, toying with the idea. I was looking at Hopkins on my bench, and I was thinking, like, do i want to buy into the to the well he's returning to houston so maybe he's gonna go off <laughs> and, so I'm yeah, like, it's... <laughs> and i'm like yeah he did have nine targets in that game but no the reality is is that yeah ever since he had those first couple strong games with will levis uh it's really been not much for hopkins at all uh and i've got you know i've got nico collins as somebody i can roll with instead I'm definitely going to jump on that especially with stroud coming back into that game so yeah and stefan diggs my goodness How
2: hard is that, though, right? Because you had a lot of opportunity and you had some big games and then obviously change at the OC, so you're using the run game more. And look, he made a catch. In that game in Week 16, one of those, hey, you'd put that on the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it happened, you know, at the 35-yard line or whatever. <laughs> but it extended a drive, and you keep moving. But it's just the kind of thing where opportunities, you know, for the the big play and the glory touches at the in the red zone haven't been there, especially when you got Allen taking so many of them himself on the ground. Right, we're in the double-digit touchdowns, 40 overall for the year. But yeah, for Diggs great expectations he'll be on the uh what the hell happened list that we compile (laughs) as we finish the year because there's certainly a few guys where it's like it looked great and on a per game basis you had spots here here and here Mm -hmm. but the overall chart is ugly
3: yeah when we as we were talking about earlier with McCaffrey when we take a look back at at the way the first round went this year and if you were at the back end of the first round you probably ended up with somebody like stefan diggs or tony pollard or tony pollard or, you know, oh you just
2: angered a bunch of people uh, right now
3: yeah yeah and i'm sorry i i wanted pollard when uh, in one of my drafts uh, and, but i went with actually I, I cooper cup was the first round pick for me and uh and you know i ended up having to trade him mid-season because i i i had no running backs on that team except for kyron williams but then when kyron williams was gone I had, I had no. I there was a week where I started uh, Kenneth Gainwell and. Um Oh, who's that guy on the Saints? Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is out Yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: this is, uh, oh, well, man. I don't know. They've gone through a number of guys <laughs> yeah, behind the, Camara. The, 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 uh, the rookie,
3: Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller. I, sure. Yeah, I rolled out Kendra Miller one. I started Elijah Mitchell in a week where he had negative two yards. Like it was.
2: <laughs> I remember that week. Yep. I watched yep. you pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that laughs> there you go. Tough time. No tough times. But here we are, week seventeen, finishing strong. We got the ninja list here for you. How about James Conner going up against? Philadelphia opportunity not only As the bulldozer that he is but catching The ball out of the backfield Uh, And we we certainly have watched Philadelphia's Defense uh, be carved at Different points does that happen with Philly Uh, you know their Coach certainly has some motivations to Say hey uh, I was kind of good and I can show you I was good uh, once again. Uh, Zamir White, we put him on here. Uh, Jacobs is trending towards playing uh, as we sit here on Thursday recording this, but an opportunity against Indianapolis. Back to back top 12 finishes for White. So a, a situation to keep your eye on. Also, just from a workload standpoint, even if Jacobs is back, still think you might see double digit touches from Zamir White, giving a little bit of an opportunity uh, as a flyer. Quarterback position, you know how I feel about Derek Carr. Um, but here we are with an opportunity against Tampa Bay. This is one of the more interesting games, I think, for the week. He's got back-to-back top ten finishes. Rashid Shahid, a guy we put up on the radar, put a put a pin in that one for you, um, and certainly opportunity. Jared Stidham. Uh, we could do three hours on all of the fun stuff going on in Denver with contracts and a lot of the stuff that we broke down during the year of. You know, trying to convince people that maybe there'd be a tweak to help Jerry Judy. Well, it never came, but it's nice to see people pinpoint the stuff we pointed out in week six, <laughs> seven, eight, etc., come to bear. Uh, that even though things might have cosmetically looked pretty good in Russell's stat sheets uh, and the overall box score, that there were some problems. Well, now add the contract stuff. You got some issues going up against Chargers. D. Did they have their you know big hurrah in, in week sixteen? Can they have the same defense? Effort for another role? Eh, I'm not. I'm not so fast. I think uh, with Stidham, they'll be able to roll some stuff out. Because if nothing else, Sean Payton wants to show you what a genius he is. I don't mean that necessarily as um, derisively and derogatorily uh, as it may sound. No, I do. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, secondary still banged up. A lot of injuries there. Opportunity here. We've seen his share uh, rise. And then we talked about that Minnesota game I don't know what to expect with Hall but KJ Osborne has an opportunity here right 8 for 99 in the first matchup with Green Bay last week, five catches, 95 yards and a score. Jordan Addison probably not going to be able to go and we know TJ Hawkinson's out, which means there's a share of catches to be had. Why not a little bit of KJ Osborne? And then last because we love uh, veterans and then some, some guys we've uh, really never heard of. Uh, Adam Thielen going up against Jacksonville. They've been sieve like defensively. Opportunity for Thielen to pile up some more numbers uh, to make the season look better at least for him. And then Robbie chosen again daily fantasy opportunities here burst when we look at guys that uh step up next man up kind of thing jalen waddle not probably not going to go with the high ankle tyreek hill you might as well go box and one old college basketball style uh and let someone else try to beat you if you're the baltimore defense
3: (laughs) it would it would truly be phenomenal if uh if robbie chosen becomes a hero on championship week in fantasy football that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so Shocking. It be so good. Um, and yes, I do, I like the KJ Osborne play a lot because I'm uh, like, are we are we really thinking that TJ Hawkinson's targets are just going to go to Josh Oliver? Like I I I think those are going to Osborne, especially with with Addison banged up. So uh, I think that there's a a great play there and great opportunity.
2: Well, so there's the ninjas. All right, Bursch, It's it's winning time. Yep. Yeah. We've seen a lot of guys. I mean, it's not quite college bowl season with opt outs and stuff, but let's face it. the injury lists are a mile long. a lot of strange bedfellows, the quarterback position uh battered and beaten here got a couple of defenses that we can throw up from the waiver wire to find us some fantasy glory.
3: Uh, you know what's tough is is this week it's it is not a great week for those who stream and this is why if you if you subscribe fully to the waiver uh, or to the streaming defense theory when you get to the postseason you have to plan a couple weeks ahead and you've got to carry that second defense because uh you're you get to a situation like this where you're looking at the waiver wire and the options are are not awesome um overall look if if a team like the colts or the rams or the jaguars is available to you then then take that um they they've all got advantageous matchups you know Colts with the Raiders the Rams with the Giants the Jaguars with with the Panthers um but in the leagues that I'm in I don't see any of them available the teams that I'm seeing more available is a team like the Seahawks uh against the Steelers yes I know I faded Mason Rudolph last week and it did not work um, but I uh, I still want to fade him so uh, sure, I, I know I know.
2: Well, I mean it was Christmas week and Rudolph yes.
3: can't deliver. Exactly.
2: On uh, you know Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> when, when's it gonna happen?
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I know some people like the Falcons as an option against Chicago. I'm not crazy about that. Uh, just because I, I'm not super high on the Falcons defense as, as a unit, and I still, think, I still think that Justin Fields could put up points against them. Um, but th- there's an option there, and I know you, you had just mentioned Jarrett Stidham, and, and if we were looking really deep here and you don't have many options whatsoever at all, I don't hate the Chargers this week as a stream simply because we don't know what we're going to get with that yeah. Broncos offense, um, and they do appear to be playing motivated. You know, uh, a Gift Smith comes in and says, "If if it looks like for a second you're not trying, I'm gonna pull you off the field. I don't care who you are." That seemed to work for their defense last week, and uh, I think it's fair to 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 make a bet that it could happen again. It's not a not a play that I love by any means, but. Uh, it is a play that I think that if you're if you, if you are desperate and you, you need to take a shot here, I, I think there's some value in that.
2: Fantastic stuff at Ryan Bershinger, where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. This has been the I want your flex holiday championship week experience. Uh, good luck to all of you out there. Can't wait to hear your tales of victory or whoa. We'll be back for week 18. Uh, good luck this weekend
3: oh you you too mike you too mike uh you you can you can get close to me in guillotine but not not oh no i'm done
2: (laughs) i'm done buddy i mean it's not even close (laughs) bursh bursh i mean look you're chasing down lingard if i can get myself just to the third slot at this point it would be an accomplishment
3: it would if i could
2: just get my entry fee back yeah (laughs) that would be a uh, very big Uh, win for this guy here because i mean look that I you know make no excuses for it. I couldn't make the draft; it was auto picked. Yeah. So the fact that I'm still alive after wheeling and dealing and wasting four hundred of my fictional dollars on Justin Herbert, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, and another hundred on uh, Patrick Mahomes—two guys I would never start, <laughs> even if Herbert were still playing. So there you go: uh, the foibles, the good, the bad, the ugly of fantasy. 2023 Bersh, uh good luck in that matchup i hope you can chase down lingard if nothing else uh we can get him to tape a rant once that happens, yeah. but you know what? We have another week plus. We've got two more weekends of football before that happens. Yeah. So
3: yeah. Well, let's let's hope it doesn't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, let's celebrate all of them. We got 32 yes. left yes. as we record this. Obviously, by time you hear it, uh, the Browns and the Jets will be in the books, leaving us with just 31 glorious games left on this regular season schedule. Because uh, yeah, you don't you you think I'm kidding? You're going to be watching. You know the wizards take on the pistons before long and then you'll be wishing it that you had the browns and the jets to watch on a thursday yeah. night
3: no seriously i yeah 100 <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly celebrate them all uh happy holidays all mer- happy new year uh and we'll see you back for week 18 of i want your flex